To see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. The fuck? Who that is? <laughs> Tomb Raider, 2001. Oh, why the fuck would I know that? I ain't never seen no Tomb Raider movie. Number two. What do you see when you're in the dark and the demons come? I see you, Frank. I see you standing over the grave of another dead president. Oh, that's got to be Finding Nemo. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> a- any second guesses? No, I have no idea. In the Line of Fire, 1993? Never heard of it. Ready? Here's a real hard one. All right, do some accents. Let's do it. Hasta la vista, baby. Mm. That's um, Terminator 3, the worst one. Or... Terminator 2... Judgment Day. Judgment Day, 1991. Here's a good one. Number four, I heard that relationships based on intense circumstances never work. So we'll have to base it on sex then. Sandra Bullock, speed. Yes, 1994. And, and Keanu, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't just shit. And this the last Sandra. one, bless me, father, for I have killed quite a few men. Oh. I'll give you a hint. Antonio Banderas. Desperado? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. When you said it, I heard like a Mexican accent. You, <laughs> d- you, prov- you did that. You made it happen. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Hi, I am Matthew Casey. I am with a robot. And I would like some potato chips. The machines have replaced us. Yes, it's going to happen. It might. It very well might happen. Um, our, Our little opening there was inspired by a book called Frankly My Dear, the ultimate movie quote quiz book. Got this years ago from... A family member as a gift. Everyone's like, oh, she's studying film at uni. She must like them. <laughs> Let's get her things, <laughs> all things related to to it all. So, uh, yes, I just read a few there to Mofo for him to try, or MJK for him to try and guess. When I just had a quick look at that, I said, I don't want to ruin this for myself. And I immediately opened it to a Scarface quote, which was amazing. Yeah, and then a Boogie Nights quote. I'm like, you're just looking at all the answers. Yeah. You didn't want to ruin it for yourself. But that's all right, because I can't remember what page numbers they were. Ah, that's where I'll keep things interesting for you. So get used to uh, some famous movie quotes to uh, open each of our episodes here in Season 6 of Another Podcast. Yes, welcome to Season 6 of Another Podcast. We just keep swinging. Just keep swinging? (laughs) Just just keep swimming? Just keep swinging, 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 swinging. I'm just thinking of like... You know, strikes in baseball. Like, are we just, are we striking out? Is that what's happened? Nah, never. Too soon. We've still got a whole career in front of us. Do we now? Yep. Speaking of careers. Yes. What have you watched lately? Well, we watched Point Break together. I've actually got a huge list to rattle off. So I'll just get through the stuff and then I'll talk a little bit about my first time watches. And then. No, no, no. I'll list list the shit I've seen before and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the stuff I've. I see what you did there. First time watch. So much. This is the end. The Mummy. The Mummy Returns. Happy Gilmore. Deadpool. Deadpool Two. Us. Stuber. Scarface. 
Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part 2, Blue Streak, Ali G in the house, the movie aged perfectly by the way, great fucking film, Men in Black, Men in Black 2, Paul, Big Daddy, Billy Madison, Passenger 57, and Get Hard. Now, I watched Detective Pikachu for the first time. What? Yeah. Is that on Netflix? Yes. What? It was sadly incredibly predictable. Uh, uh, okay. But uh, it's just nostalgia-wise, decent watch. Damn. Recommend if you haven't seen it. Don't really require too much attention. Like I said, very predictable. I watched The House for the first time. Your favorite Will Ferrell, <laughs> Amy Poehler movie. <laughs> See anyone, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know if they've been in anything else together. Just a lot of SNL skits. Not even a lot, I'd say. Oh. Probably a handful. She came in when he was on his way out. Uh, that was interesting. Fun. Very silly. Of course. I watched The Happy Time Murders, which stars your girl, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Also very ridiculous. Yeah, fair enough. I watched Apocalypse Now, Final Cut. That was the first time I'd ever seen it. Oh, really? Highly recommend. How long did that go for? Three hours was the final cut. It was actually final cut, not the final cut. Watched Zero Dark Thirty for the first time (gasps) with you. It was a movie. And it was a movie. <laughs> Ready Player One. I watched for the first time, also on the Netflix. Oh, have really? What do you think? Have you seen it? Yes, I've read the book first, actually. There's a book. Yeah, it's way way better book because obviously you can do a lot more with it. You don't need all these permissions from film studios to do it. Yeah, th- there it is, right there next to Luke Green's oh, One Life. Shit. It's pretty cool. When you... you're reading, you're like, oh my god, it's pop culture central. Did you have it long before the movie? Ah. I was going to say, because yeah. I've, I've looked at that, I don't know how many times, hasn't registered that it says Ready Player One. Yeah, it's one of Tim's favourites. He put me onto it. Gratchis. Yeah, because again, yeah, the pop culture references, it was... Oh, massive. Pretty much... You'd probably like really enjoy the book. Any, what do you call it, movie where it's like, oh, there's the, the upper class who are trying to oppress yeah. the lower class. It's pretty much that, but mm. shit tons of pop culture Oh, references. yeah. It's like, you need to watch it five times just to be able to... Oh, even yeah. then you wouldn't spot everything. There was moments like in the fight seeds or the races where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's that's thingy. Or like, oh, that's the, the dinosaur from Jurassic yeah. Park. Oh, that's, that's Iron the, Giant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's Batgirl. Ninja Turtles, yeah. everything. Uh, so that was... And I mean, it helped that Spielberg was involved because he... Yes, it was a lot of his shit. Would have been a lot of the permissions. Yeah, and uh, that broad with the, uh, the birthmark wasn't hard to look at either. And I watched The Cable Guy for the first time because my friend John... The first like, time? Yeah, never seen it. What? Here's the thing. Jim Carrey was mm-hmm. not exactly someone who was allowed in our home when I was a kid. Both right. my parents, and they lived in different houses, did not like Jim wow. Carrey. Wow. I mean, at least they had that in common. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I ever got to watch Jim Carrey movies was with my uncle because he always had a quite the VHS collection. Oh, cool. So, but he had... Trev. Just, yes. Yep. Pretty much just The Mask and Dumb and Dumber, maybe The Ace Venturas. So oh, yes. I, don't, oh. I guess yeah. the cable guy he either didn't like or just didn't have it in it's his collection. It's kind of right before he got real big with those other ones, I'm sure. Well, it was right in the, mi- in the well, midst of all of it, I think. There's a Simpsons joke where there's like the script to the cable guy and Homer tries to destroy it. He's like, you nearly ruined Jim Carrey's career. Mm-hmm. So everyone always kind of says that about they it. They bring that up a lot, yeah. yeah. And it's a Ben Stiller movie, which I it wasn't is, aware. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you can tell because Janine Garofalo shows up. Uh-huh. Andy Dick, Owen Wilson, they've all got little cameos. I like it. Yeah, so that was the first time watching that. No very, way. Very what year silly. was that released? Oh, Early wanna, 90s. Yeah, I want to say maybe 97. Yeah. yeah. Oh, late 90s. Yeah, right. 
that is a long list. So we're like, let's record not too long ago. You're like, no, I've got, I got to watch stuff. I was like, yeah. what the hell? That's a massive list. No, I wanted to have something to present as in like, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to be talking about Space Force at some point. No, yeah. I have not started watching it. But Neither I will. have I, but we can watch it together. We'll make it a thing. And yeah, but that's me. A lot of Did movies. Did you mention the one you watched the other night? No, because that's going to be episode two. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, you're going to have to wait and see what yeah. it is that we're talking about. And we often do the whole, oh, we'll talk about that later. But trust me, we will. Because sometimes By we later, we mean good. later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jade, what have you been reading? Oh, what have you been watching? You asking. What have you been listening to? You and I finished season one of The Wire. Oh, we did. Which is there on an app called Binge. Yes. So thank you to Michael and Telstra for hooking us up with nine months free of Binge. New sponsor for the show. Yeah, you know what would be great mm. is if we got sponsored by Binge. Right. right. We will plug them. We will watch their shows. We will scout more uh, subscriptions is the word I want. I was going to say prescriptions. I'm like, it's not a drug. Um, yeah, so we watched season one. It's a show that we've decided to watch together as well as Westworld. We haven't finished season one of that yet, so we'll get to that s- this season. Um, what do you think is season one of The Wire? Yeah, good. good. That's slow pace, but it's more realistic of how... Like, you watch those cop shows where it's a new case every episode. You're like, nobody solves stuff or gets warrants or forensic evidence that quickly. That was so, to it was see it pan out was good. Very well critically acclaimed mm. is, like... Realistic. It, it, it was supposedly the most true to life, even in the sense, like, how little funding most police departments mm-hmm. have yeah. when it comes to war, like the war on drugs, quote unquote, yeah. all that kind of shit. So. Yeah, so I, I did Glad appreciate you enjoyed it for that. I, we're getting into unseen territory for me because we have started yes. season two. So. Yeah, we want to get deeper and deeper, oh, yeah. so to speak. You and I watched Point Break, as you said, but for me it was the first watch I've realised. Like I know as an iconic film, it's directed by Catherine Bigelow. Like something that's repeated on TV quite a bit. It was ripped off by Fast and Furious, but I'd never watched it from start to finish. And I bought it very cheaply oh, on Blu-ray. You got you got me started in mm-hmm. that movie or at the end of it. You're like, I don't see the comparisons between it. I Fast did and not. No, you said that to get a rise out uh, of me. Yeah, yeah, that sounds bad. I, I was right. like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then I explained not everything. Bad. And you're like, thank you for mansplaining. I was joking. <laughs> Set up. You do that to me all the time. Um, yeah, but I'm funny. I don't. I don't uh, do it to hurt you. Did you hear that? I'm not funny, no, and I did, try to hurt people. You hurt me because <laughs> you know how little love I have. No love for any Fast and the Furious, mm. especially that no good Paul Walker. There, I, I spoke <gasps> shit on a dead man. That's who I am in season six. <laughs> wow. I've turned heel, y'all. We've turned heel. I last month the free game on PSN was Star Wars Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. So I played a bit of online with the boys club, but I did end up uh, playing the single player campaign all the way through and really, really enjoyed it more so than the multiplayer stuff. Bubby. And I'm not, yeah, Bubby. Oh, her name's Janu, Janina, Jan, Janica. Like it's, I can't pronounce it, but anyway. Either way, the, the flying portion of the game gave you all kinds of anxiety. <laughs> I hate flying in games, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm not a real huge Star Wars person, but... I've had a bit of that theme the last couple of months with something else I'm mentioning soon. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Scusi and I finished season three of Veep, finally, which is also on binge. <laughs> how many seasons are there of the Veeps? Seven. And how many episodes to a season? Uh, ten. So we get through that because uh, we watch a lot of heavy one-hour dramas and we need the comedic relief a lot of the time. Um, I finally went back to Disney+. Plus. 
because I have a subscription to that as well. And oh, finished yeah. season one of Mandalorian, Star Wars You have TV the subscription. Show. I watched nothing but The Simpsons. Yes, I know. Got a shared subscription with The Boys Club. And yeah, you do use it for The Simpsons. I used it for Mandalorian and that bloody puppy show that I watched. Puppy show? The one without the labs that get trained for seeing oh, eye dogs. The one that, I ru- that ruined me. Not as much as The Last of Us 2, but we'll get to that later. I saw Because I did finish um, that. I saw that Funniest Home Video Show mm-hmm. is on there. Uh, on the Disney Oh, Plus. really? Yeah, so oh, I dear. know what you'll be binging. Oh, <laughs> yeah. With my one day left of school holidays, that'll be the it's first thing I go to. because it's two seasons between like 2002 and 2004. Oh, that's weird. Well, I guess that was probably the last time the show was a show. Pretty much. Mm. I'd say so. Um, but yeah, I ended up really, really, really enjoying Mandalorian. Um, Your favourite was the Bill Burr episode? No, it actually wasn't, but my... Once you introduce Baby Yoda in episode two, everything changes. It, he was so cute. So, so cute. But also the comedic relief that you're not expecting. <laughs> so boy doesn't talk. He just... No, he just does moves, silly shit, right? his cute little eyes. And he obviously has powers um, that he uses here and there. But it's like Gina Carano and the Mandalorian, played by Pedro Pascal, fighting each other. Pedro gets thrown to the ground and then it's like, all right, I give up. He's just lying there. They're exhausted. And then you just hear, <laughs> cuts over to baby Yoda drinking a coffee. He could have helped. Like this whole time he has powers and he's helped him before, but he's like, no, nah, I'm going to let this play out. Just small things like that just had me cracking up. And, you know, it was Star Wars and Disney, so it was quite a decent budget. Um, a lot of uh, spectaculars in there. So ended up really enjoying that. I finished book two of the Scarecrow series by Matthew Riley, Jack Scarecrow, called Area 7. So I'm getting through the rest of the series um, of that right now, reading book three, Scarecrow. Finished Last of Us Part 2 on PS4. That's going to feature later in this episode. I rewatched Coach Carter via Netflix. I showed my year 10 class in the last week of term. Um, A lot of drive-bys in that movie, right? Yeah. It's way better, in my opinion, than Remember the Titans. Oh, Titans is a Disney flick, right? It is. Yeah. So yeah. They, they've got that over the top of them already. Yeah. They can say shit and God damn it. Um, yeah, Coach Carter... And then Scusi and I finished season four of Killjoys, so we've only got one season to go, 10 eps. I rewatched Saving Private Ryan on Netflix. My year 12 is coming into doing their comparative, so that's that being was on addressed. Netflix? That's on Netflix, yeah. You didn't have it on the B, right? I do have it on there. I was like, you know what, I'll just Netflix it up. It's 4K Ooh. anyway. I uh, rewatched Children of Men with Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, Michael Caine. That movie did not look good. No, you didn't like it? You like a, a ridiculous amount of action. I like the long shots that's towards the end there, which is what but the director's known for. To me, I for. associate that with nothing's happening. It's like me with CG. Like mm. I'm like, uh, this isn't for me. You like dialogue scenes. I, like I love action. dialogue. <laughs> dialogue is the the uh, the communication the world needs. Hashtag communication. Hey. As you said before, we watched Zero Dark Thirty, which was a rewatch for me. It was the the what's. The Chastain's breakthrough role. Yeah, the breakthrough role for Jessica Chastain. What a beast. Um, Excuse me, and I watched The Old Guard, which is the Charlie's Theron new Netflix film. How'd that work? Yeah. um, Based on a comic book, had great action scenes, although Excuse me, I thought it might have more action scenes than what it did, and it was a bit slower, slower paced than what we thought. But I kind of like the mythology behind it all, the fact that these guys have been alive for years and years and years and cannot die, although in saying that, they can die. They take a lot to die. So... We're assuming Charlize is about a thousand years old without a lie and um, she starts to become more vulnerable by the end of the film and they have lost people before but as I said, they have 
ridiculous amount of number of lives. Like they're like 10,000 cats combined. So that mythology was kind of cool to see. So that those people, yeah. those special people, they're pretty much the only people you could recommend that could be heroin addicts. Just, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. Like, Yo, They'll actually survive it. I chased a dragon and I'm going to do it forever. <laughs> You really could live on the edge, but um, <laughs> and it had a bit of an open ending too. So they were trying to set up probably for a sequel, but I'll be interested to know how that fared in terms of viewership on Netflix. But yeah, it had some really good action sequences and I was watching some behind the scenes videos on YouTube the other day of Theron doing her training because you could tell that that was 98% her unless she's falling from a 10-story building. It was her mm-hmm. flipping in the air and jumping from the side of the... Uh, from the wall and wrapping the legs around the guy to throw him down. So that was pretty cool to see. Speaking of that, yeah. uh, a wrestler by the name of Kofi Kingston, former WWE champion, interviewed her, I believe, for press for that film. Oh, really? And said, yo, you got the chops to like do wrestling. And she mm. was definitely just being nice. But she's like, oh. yeah, get me in there. Let's do it. <laughs> I was oh, like, my God. I'd oh. actually watch that. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I get a lot of people to tune in. Yeah, but 100%. She's definitely just being nice. Yeah. Well, that's very nice of her. Yeah. Um, I finished season one of Hightown, which was with Monica Raymond. I think it was through Stars. It was only eight episodes. It's there in the title, Hightown. It's a lot about the the war on drugs. Yep. Massachusetts. Um, Yeah, so I'd heard about that through Instagram. Some of the celebs I follow on there are like, check this out. So I did. And through Binge, that's right, Binge, um, I watched season one of Euphoria, you in know, like two, two days. years later. Oh, man, smashed it. So addictive and keen to rewatch it because you don't miss bits, but there's just a lot to take in in every episode. And they're 55 minutes each. So they feel like five. Um, awesome soundtrack. Zendaya is awesome. I like love her so much now. Mm-hmm. She's so cool in it. Um, it's really There's some really cool shots in there. Have you seen her in anything besides Spider-Man before that? Uh, I didn't see Greater Showman and I looked her up and she really has not been in much. She was in a lot of Disney stuff as a singer. She's done a lot of music and music videos. Spider-Man was her first movie. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It, it would be, you can't. There is nothing else to watch her it in. Would be, oh, there you go then. But yeah. I was going to say, just going from something that's like Disney superhero yeah. to what oh, the fuck. Yeah, 100. Especially to start as a Disney singing, you know, high school musical genre type person. Yeah, yeah. And then still stick with Disney and Marvel with Spider-Man and then go, boom, HBO, <laughs> Euphoria. Mm-hmm. It really was quite the trend. And she's still only 24 years of age, really, really young. And, you know, you'll see the, uh, the what do you call it, the filmography start to tick over now. Because, yeah, all she really did was Greatest Showman in between all of that because she can sing. That's and then, boom, 2018, Euphoria Jackman? was released. Yeah. And okay. Zac Efron. So be very interested to see what she does uh, next because I think she's got a lot more at her fingertips now. Um, And, yeah, that was basically me. And what am I currently playing? Oh, yeah, I'm playing – I posted on our Instagram that Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider and NBA 2K20 are free on PSN this month if you want to check them out. There they are. So I'm replaying Tomb Raider, which I haven't played on PS4 yet, only Xbox One. So uh, it's been busy. Lara Croft. It's been school holidays, so that's helped. Back to reality next week, but yeah, how much are you gonna hate life? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you love them kids. Mm. <laughs>
young listeners out there, that is an Australian pop band called Human Nature who went on after three pop albums to do a lot of like swing music, right? I thought it was Motown. That's the one. Motown music, so definitely not... Surprise! Oh, oh, no. That's right. Season six, we bring it back, but we got oh, a twist. Jesus. We've yeah, gone yeah, back to yeah, a classic. Yeah. But here it comes. They're coming back at you with a twist. But with a twist. What's the twist? MJK is presenting the snacks and not chewing on them this season. Jade Marie, because she busted up her dry July like a fool. <laughs> She's going to be surprise snacking. So, Jay Marie, close oh, damn peepers. Okay. Put that phone dizzle. Okay. And put that pour out. So I'm going to present you. Maggie's pour. All right, so I'm getting a snack placed in Black. my hand here. Oh, it's very light. Yes. Oh, it feels 100% like a Pringle. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> so a chip or a biscuit, I'd say it's a chip. It's definitely a chip. So I can open my eyes because I know it's a Pringle. Yes. <laughs> so I'm guessing the surprise is it, the flavor. Yes. Hmm. That first smell. What does it smell like? Because I can't even I describe it. I don't actually it. know. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Oh, what the? F- <laughs> Ew, what is that? So she's licked the Pringle. Now she's biting into the motherfucker. What the... F- Hang on. I'm not very good at guessing flavours. I don't think... Here's the thing. At first, I was like, this tastes like lightly seasoned cardboard. That was my <laughs> first thought. <laughs> Sorry, Pringles. No, they definitely have not done a good job with this. I'm going to be honest. They really have done some dodgy flavours. Smells like meat. Like, tastes like meat. All right, but what, what protein? Beef? No. This is the surprising chicken. part. Chicken. Okay. It's some sort of chicken. Yes. Can I have another hint? It's if you you have it with a roast chicken, it's like a sauce, and you usually have this over rice, soy sauce. No, or honey, or on a skewer. Satay. Correct. Satay chicken. Chicken satay Pringles. That's what the motherfucker is. Does that taste like a motherfucker? That tastes nothing. It does. That's the vibe I was getting. It's like Indian curry sort of vibe. Because to me, that does not taste like satay at all. But that's not satay chicken. That's Pringles? weird. That's what that is. <laughs> Sponsor us. But <laughs> not with this sort of We will eat your shit. other flavors that we do enjoy. All right. Oh, man. Trailers. Yes. What have we watched <laughs> recently? Because it ties nicely onto what have we seen, watched, listened to recently. I'll head up what I have seen, and then we'll talk about the one we watched together. Yeah, yeah. So, OMJK. Big money pimping. I watched the trailer for UFC 4, which looks pretty badass. It might be the first UFC game I buy since UFC 2, which isn't that much of a jump, to be honest with you, but none of them seemed all that interesting until now. Uh, I watched the season 2 trailer for a little TV show called The Boas. Oh, yeah. That uh, more so was a bit of a teaser, but when is it released? August? The Boys, September 4th. Damn it. All right, well, that's kind of August. And I watched, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I watched the trailer for Umbrella Academy Season 2, which looks really good. I haven't watched the trailer, but I know it's July 31st, back to Netflix, super keen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the text... Is Ellen Page making out with a chick in that? I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. Some weird if there Instagram people, that I saw then was way off. Maybe she was just making out with <laughs> you know, a her chick. wife. Um, the one you and I watched... Have both watched is the tax collector. The tax collector featuring one Shia LaBeouf, 
A tax collector for a crime lord finds his family safe, safety compromised when his boss's old rival shows up in LA and upends his business. What did you like and shy to? Like, oh, you said he looks like your mate Daniel Troy. I one. never said that. Oh, you didn't? No. Who did? Someone on my comments. Oh, okay. Because I put up a picture of the second That's right. He looks very thug life and he's got yeah. like cauliflower ears, which mm-hmm. hints that he was maybe a boxer in a previous life or yeah, a fighter of some well, sort. Someone's definitely wrapped their, their arms around his ears pretty tightly. Um, and what could, oh, it was by the director or writer of End of Watch. Harsh and Times. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what's that one that Skusi likes? Bright. He directed that. He didn't oh, write Bright. It. Yeah. Um, Fury. It's directed by David Ayer, who we, who did. He wrote End of Watch. Yeah, I always say David Ayer. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. Ayer. Ayer. Yeah, Ayer. You'd know better. You're the English teacher. But I'm a huge fan of that guy. He does a lot of his stuff in East LA, South LA. Um, yeah, it looks like just. Mexican homies mm-hmm. with their sh- street justice and street laws and all that kind of stuff. And I said to you, because Shia got that last credit and yes. Shia LaBeouf, I reckon he's going to get clipped pretty early in the film. I reckon he's going to Drew yeah, Barrymore and Scream. A, yeah, but he's top build. Does that change your opinion? Top in the, yeah, he is. In the trailer. Oh, in, on IMDb, he is. two people, and then it's like, and Shia LaBeouf. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Dear. That director, he actually also wrote... Episodes of Training Day, the TV series, Suicide Squad, he Fury, did Training Day, the movie too, SWAT, SWAT <laughs> the really? old SWAT, yeah, and Training Day, yeah, and the first Fast and the Furious. He did, yep. So he's definitely a Point Break fan. What? Yeah, how's that? God damn it! God damn! But I, we knew it would appeal to you straight away because Skeezy showed it to me first. I'm like, let's show Mofo, let's show MJK because. Um, well, it's like LA. Mm-hmm. It's drugs. A lot of uh, it's Shia, who you like? Mexicans with face tattoos. A lot of Mexicans. A lot of sit down. Sit down. Sit down. You know what? I'm a sit down. <laughs> See, if I had that in the quote book, you would have got that like <laughs> immediately in very fast time. Um, I didn't catch a release date. It's definitely this side of 2021, right? I feel I like I assume so. I can't even. Yeah, I honestly can't remember. But if there God was knows well. where we'll see it because movies are not coming out anytime soon, thanks to the US and COVID nineteen. Yeah, those those dirty dish rags, <sighs> which we can discuss in Hollywood news. Stay but, home. Um, some a lot of movies are going straight to streaming services. For example, Tom Hanks' Greyhound went straight to Apple TV Plus because it was due to be released, and they're like, "Well, let's get it out there because we know that streaming services are up with all of this isolation and lockdown mm-hmm. and quarantining, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the coming months. <laughs> Fucking Billy Joe Uptown Girl. Alvin and the Chipmunks covered that, did a great job. (laughs) And uh, a few other people along the way, for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, I had an Alvin and the Chipmunks cassette when I was a kid. You better believe a lot of my favorite songs they covered. Wasn't there a papa called Agro? Yeah. Can I confirm that? Okay. He had an album. Really? And he covered like Kiss. And all of these rock bands. And I used to listen to them. No shit. 100%. We've all got our Alvin Chipmunks or 
What's his name? Agro. <laughs> Agro. Yeah. Album somewhere in our childhood. He was, he was a TV host for a, a children's yeah. like early yes. morning show, which just had like cartoons and Ninja Turtles yeah. and shit on it. And then they got trumped out by Cheese TV. What's up? Oh, yeah. With Jade and Ryan. But we are moving into some Hollywood news. Unfortunately, not a, a lot of it isn't great news. But we'll try and finish with something more upbeat along the lines of Uptown Girl. Um, but obviously, in the last few days, really, um, there's been a few celebrity deaths. The first was Naya Rivera from Glee, who played Santana Lopez. So anyone who's watched Glee is very familiar with her. Obviously, she went missing in Lake Peru, which has taken a, a few lives now, including a wrestler you'd mentioned. Oh, no, or no, no, fighter I'm, or... Sorry, you were talking about a rip. He, oh, okay. Not that specific California. lake. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was just saying... Well, this is in California, so. but... Which lake it was, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, they found her body four days la- three or four days later on the seventh anniversary of Corey Monteith's death, who was another cast member of Glee. And we are just talking about as well, it's a bit of a cursed cast because I forget the guy's name, but he played Puck. And yeah, yeah he, just, he was not a good person. He was not a good person, but, yeah, he took his own life a few years ago. So, not good news there. And Kelly Preston passed away as well, age 57, from two-year battle with breast cancer. So, there's been a lot online, especially Twitter, reaching out to Kelly's family, but to John Travolta and their kids especially. And I don't know his name, unfortunately, but uh, Elvis Presley's grandson um, shot himself and died at age 27. Um, we are still seeing a lot of COVID-19 things happening around the world. How does that relate to Hollywood? Well, it means that a lot of celebrities are still not working. They're still in lockdown or they're still isolating. A lot of productions are still on halt unless you live in Canada. So some TV shows that shoot there have been able to move move over there, uh, get tested, isolate, quarantine, all those things, get ready to start shooting more episodes. Um but, yeah, it's also affecting movie release dates. Cinemas are open in it's Australia again, there. but nothing's nothing new is screening there. Well, not much. A couple of things are, but nothing major um, and a lot of reruns. They're just hiring out cinemas now to regular white people who just want to play <laughs> video games. <laughs> yes, uh, the Nerd Herd, in more fun news, hired a cinema room at Palace Nova and Prospect where we were able to plug in our PlayStation and play any video game we liked for three hours. Yeah, any video game you like which your homies forgot to bring. <laughs> Phoebe and Matt, <laughs> shout out to the Kavanaugh's. Did leave the games at home. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, I took Injustice 2 with me so we got to do a lot of uh, DC character fighting while we went and got the rest of the games. Do you have any Hollywood-related news? Only the Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh, has yeah. been rumoured. Well, he's approach to be in season three out of boys which is awesome because season two hasn't even dropped yet and they've already confirmed a season three that's good so that's two pluses if he makes it up to something else i saw as well dead to me yes. uh which we featured before Linda christina, yes and christina applegate has been renewed for a third and final season which is a little bit disappointing in that it's only the third but at the same time it's really hard to do a show that twists and turns that much and not have it feel repetitive and not try and surprise your audience and have it be predictable so they can try and really escalate that for the last season and go out with a bang but yeah that that sucks there's only one more season of that um and on july 28th we've got the final season of wentworth airing on binge that's right binge you gotta hook us up with that sponsorship because we really uh use your app for a lot of things yeah we and by we 
We made Mackie. What do we got, Jay? What do we got? Our feature for season six, episode one, is The Last of Us Team Ellie, two. what's up? Is that On the right team? Who, what? Team Ellie? Yeah. Yeah, word. Um, only exclusive to PlayStation, PlayStation 4. Um, not backwards. The first one was released on PS3, so many years ago now and... Uh, very critically acclaimed, very popular, an excellent playthrough, even on the second time. Uh, Unless you're me and you couldn't get past a certain part because uh, you suck at video <laughs> games. All right. It can be quite a, a scary game, but second time around, I wasn't afraid of the zombie as such, but then there were a lot of jump scares that you should expect from what is the horror genre and a zombie game. Um, but yeah, this came out at the end of June. I think I'd finished it within a couple of weeks pretty quickly considering it was easily 20-hour campaign. It's heavily, heavily story-based. Um, a bunch of cutscenes in order to do that, but a lot of gameplay as well. Um, and there was a lot of... Controversy is probably the right word around the game being released because prior to its release, some of the writers of this game I can't remember if they were fired like let go or quit I think that's right they were fired because they released the storyline to a number of people before the game's release and there was a bit of backslash about that but also some of them were kicking up about some of the content and how it went against their religion or whatever because obviously a protagonist is a gay character and she has a relationship with another woman in the in the game, but we knew that from the prequels and stuff like that. So what people that play horror genre video games are going to get their knickers in a twist about oh, a game. I don't know. They were cracking on about that and the fact they'd released all of the storyline. Hey, you know what? Women can vote came now. Out. Do they get upset about that? <laughs> Fucking dicks. Probably. Um, but yeah, I think what was released comes about halfway through the game and there are a lot of people who apparently there are a lot of people that walked away from the game because of what happens within it. So I am going to have spoilers because it's been out for a month now and if you haven't played it, it's your own fault and you can just skip the next five minutes. Um, No, you're not skipping it. You're listening. We had heard, we had gotten rumor of the fact that you weren't playing as Joel or Ellie for this. Now, number one, you are playing as Ellie. You play as Joel in the first one. He is your main character, but obviously... Now he's dead. He Everyone dies um, at the end of the prologue. So in the first two and a half hours of the game, you never play as him. You're always playing as Ellie. Then obviously the rest of the game is setting up Ellie's revenge on those who killed him. The twist there is about halfway through it after the third day in Seattle is that you then start playing as another character named Abby who is the person responsible for Joel's death. So the conflict there is I now have to play as the person who killed Joel. Like, I'm not Joel, I'm not Ellie, I'm this fucking murderous bitch who took out our favourite protagonist. That's really, actually is quite difficult to go, oh, I've now got to play this person. You play her very briefly in the first few hours and you're like, okay, it's just showing us the other side of the story and who these other people are. But you don't think you're going to be playing 50% of the game as her at the end. 
The conflicting part of it is though, as you play as her and you make the choices for her and you try and save yourself and save others, you come to sympathize with her situation. You still don't sympathize with her killing Joel, but you come to understand why she did that. And she's a dirty doll. <laughs> you think back to playing as Ellie, you've killed a lot of people also. And um, Joel killed her father killed Abby's father and that's why she had been seeking revenge on Joel for a number of years. So they both have their reasons for wanting revenge and go about it differently. Essentially, neither of them are the good guy. No, that's right. You're not, you can't be in this climate, in that sort of environment where you have to kill to survive. No one is the good guy, but obviously we come with Here's what I want to know. Where's, where are the police in this situation? <laughs> dead. It's Think of Walking Dead. Like, where are the police in Walking Dead? There isn't. Everyone's Rick. sort of up to the... Yeah, Rick. <laughs> the one-armed Rick. <laughs> like, there isn't that... It's not a normal society in that sense. Um, no, but I again... I'm just again being a dick, but... Cinematically, it looks amazing, especially on next-gen console. Um, the gameplay is pretty similar, but you do get a lot of new monsters and a lot of new weapons. Yeah, you were pretty excited slash terrified about oh that. Oh my you? god, you! I've had a lot of <laughs> like I'm just not scared in a lot of it. But then you get the jump scares, and then you got these new monsters who are just out of control, and you're just running around. <laughs> Your heart rate's at 150. I swear. You come home one night while I'm in the middle of fighting this huge bitch. <laughs> I don't know if it's female, but it's just huge. Yeah, yeah, and the door bitch. shuts. I'm like, ah! So I'm jumping at the game. I'm jumping at you, come home. It's fucking night time. So you're absolutely scared out of your mind because it yeah, is that I, sort of setting. I called you a woozy woozy oh. because you wouldn't play it with the good ambience of all the lights. Oh, no, definitely not. So I'm getting frustrated and petrified trying to beat big beasts like this. There is a lot of stealth involved and quieter moments in it. But as soon as you get to the end of one mission, you're like, oh, cool, I reached the end goal to pick up the medical supplies. Yeah, nah, as soon as you turn around, something's going to be coming at you. Fuck, Whether son. it's human or zombie, you just don't know. And then obviously there was like a huge emotional investment within the game as well to be playing as the two characters and understanding why they've done what they've done and then just really struggled with the ending of it because you have to – it was really weird for me to play as Abby trying to – take out Ellie like they fight against each other right towards the end and you're like no I don't like this feels like I'm attacking myself almost Mm -hmm. in a sense or a family member and then it does switch back to Ellie's point of view you've seen everything that Abby's done and she's been taken prisoner which she doesn't deserve because she was just helping someone else at the time Uh, and then you have to fight as Ellie against Abby while she's completely vulnerable weak on her way out, just trying to get back off of the island she'd been held captive of. You know this. And you're punching her and punching her and punching her. And I've, I didn't – you had to, to you know, keep pressing that punch button um, to finish the game. And I just felt so sick doing it. I'm like, we don't need to kill her. Like, it doesn't have to be like tit yeah, for tat do. every time. Yeah, you do. And, uh, yeah, I struggled with it a little bit. I had to pause for a second. You look like you're about to cry. Are you no, living I did it? cry. No, I'm saying right oh, now right you do. Now. <laughs> no, I'm good now, but – Playing it, I was like, emotionally, this is too much for me. And then <laughs> you do let Abby go, thank God, only just, barely with her own life. Who knows if she survives? We don't see that. Let's Ellie then goes back. It's a few months later. She returns to her partner who we find out about a third of the way through is pregnant of all things. Um, 
And so it's a few. It's definitely a year later because the baby is like six months old and she's only newly pregnant to start the the game. And it's like, oh, okay. So she let Abby go. She gave up on that. And then something comes back to remind her, oh, I should finish what I started. I'm like, oh my god, I just got out of that fight. I don't want to kill Abby. I don't want to have to do that. So she's happy. She, with her yes. With her non biological yes. kid. Yes. She has. A, she's she just still like, chooses to fucking go to try and finish what she started with Abby. And I'm like, no, like, and then again, I'm being pulled back in. Like, I don't want to do that. Can't you see that's not necessary. And like you're saying, like you've got everything you want. They have their own land, that cottage, the kid, and she leaves. And the partner says, if you go, I won't be here when you come back. You're like, ah, no, she'll be there. No, no, (laughs) this is then when I cry again. She's not there when she goes back. Like a month later, the house is abandoned. So depressing. Ellie gets up and leaves and you, can just assume she's going back to the village where she would have gone. But I'm like, oh my gosh, so I'm crying as well because she just gave up on this relationship and they don't have each other anymore. So she does kill homegirl. No, no, she rescues her at this point. Uh, what does she do? She goes back. Maybe that's when she goes back and fights her. So those sort of happen all in the same act. Um, it crosses over a little bit. I've got the um, order confused there. but Yeah, because you're traumatized. Yeah, I was traumatized at this point. Of being in the cottage. Yeah, okay. So either way and you then come you fight back, her and you come back and it's gone. empty. And you're like, oh my God. And you feel empty yourself going, did you really need to go do what you did? Because you didn't kill her in the end. You let her go. Um, and you've given up on your family. You don't have that anymore. I was like, there better be a part three. <laughs> Who knows? But it was just so... Uh, you know the one of my favorite games. For you know sure. the girlfriend and the baby will die in like the oh. first act if oh, there's who knows? a third game. The f- you're just imagining them like traveling back to the campsite with all these other people by themselves. I'm like defenseless. Um, oh my god! But yeah, I did struggle playing as the other character. But I'm not someone to turn around in the game halfway through just because you have to play as another character. They obviously had a purpose to put you through the experience of someone else, and that's what people struggle to do in reality, is mm-hmm. walk in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. They don't see other people's perspective and they're forcing you to do it. I thought it was brilliant storytelling well, and it was very go, confronting. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah. very uncomfortable. It's already an uncomfortable setting. It's freaking zombies running at you. But you already are uncomfortable from that from the first one. So just be predictable. I'm running from zombies and bad guys again in this army. See, this, this is the only thing you can do, say, in a mm. book or in a video game mm. because you've got enough time to do that kind of shit. Yeah. I could never imagine seeing a successful movie where you, you're kind of like, okay, so here's the first half, here's mm. the second half. Choose, motherfucker. No, you would, you know, that's right. And if you do get a film, it would just be going, cutting back and forth, yeah. back and forth between yeah. two characters constantly. So you know from the get-go, something like Face Off, which is random. It just came to mind, though, where you've got two very different characters and then they switch identities and you're like, okay, who's good and who's bad now? Mm-hmm. Whose side am I on? It kind of switches back and forth. But, yeah, I, I really loved it. Um, I would definitely play it through again. When you finish, you unlock Game Plus Plus. Means you play it through again, but you keep all of your skill upgrades, abilities, and weapons. Yeah, that's what old housemate Stace said. Because mm-hmm. I was like, uh, "So how's it going?" Yeah, Stace has finished it, and she's and on her play, second yeah. playthrough. And you're like, yeah. what? "What?" And then you're like, "This makes sense now." Or, yeah. My bad. You were wiping tears, going, "This makes sense." <laughs> it did make sense in that. Okay, you can relive that. Um, you have to relive the story again if you. If that's too confronting, you could skip the cinematics, but mm-hmm. you would go in with pretty good weapons so you'd be stronger than what you were before. 
you'd already have done a lot of searching and stuff because there's obviously a lot of hidden treasures and trophies to be earned on the PlayStation. Keep you busy. So you could go and do that, anything that you missed, but then keep upgrading the weapons and skills and get more trophies, which can be a calling card for a lot of people like me. <laughs> but now would be a matter of when would I replay that because yes. it's a long game. Yeah, you've probably taken years off your life just an emotional <laughs> toll of it. I've never been emotionally invested in a game like that before. I don't know. I think it was just timing, I guess, when I was playing it or whatever is going on at the moment. I don't know. It was just... Intense. Uh, yeah, I mean, just with the, the way the world is currently, I don't mm. know if that, that adds to Maybe. it. Maybe. Um, just everything, I guess. And you loved the first game, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Everyone did. And so it's going to be I would have if, if I you could knew how to commit. do it. Why? Would you give it another go? Just put on easy mode. I mean, it's It wouldn't be that much. It's not that much easier, but... It's in storage right now. I'd, I'd happily do it, but yeah, it's a way. But I definitely recommend I so checking it out. In this motherfucker. I miss my bed. Just putting it out there. Yeah. You know who else misses their bed? Uh, Maggie? People in prison. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Just saying. To well, that's follow. probably true. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure they miss other things too. Like the touch of a woman. Like being able to play PlayStation. I'm sure they got that in there. Oh, I don't think so. Imagine the fights over that. And it's my turn. No, it's my turn. You died. Give it up. Didn't you see Avon Barksdale? He gets like KFC up in oh, there. Oh, wow. There's definitely a few getting a bit of higher treatment, that's for sure. <laughs> but yes, definitely go check out Last of Us 2. Don't give in to having to play a different character. Get over it, to be frank. Frankly, my dear. Well, this this is coming from somebody who still has mm-hmm. issues with Nebula having a story arc in Avengers <laughs> Endgame. So she's made progress in life. Because you definitely were resistant to it. You're like, fuck this big arm bitch. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Well, not Nebula. I was thinking back to Last of Us being resistant to playing Abby. But but still just want, you know, finish what you start. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. I, I dig that. So, yeah. Last of Us 2 Electric Boogaloo. Get it on PlayStation 4 exclusively. Recommended by NAP. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coco Jumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got anything you're going to be uh, bringing to the table next week, Jay Marie? Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I did watch The Old Guard as part of this list, which could have gone up there because it's new. I will definitely watch in the next couple of weeks Greyhound. I've okay. got a copy of that through Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, sweet. Well, yeah. that, well, that'll be coming sometime after... Episode two, Electric mm-hmm. Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really Because <laughs> next week we'll be talking about the Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson joint, a little thing I like to call the King of Staten Island, which I'll be honest with you, a lot of people have said it's Judd Apatow's best work. Mm, really? I'd have to agree because I don't have a list of his movies in front. <laughs> oh, they're all rom-coms, so it's not too hard. Yeah, this is this was a this was a fun movie, so I can't wait to talk about it next week. And if you're wanting to check it out before that episode airs, it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime Cinema. Cinema. Don't, don't be thinking you can get that shit for free. Yeah, you do have to also, pay a small cost for it. Apple, a bunch bunch of platforms, they they did a solid for people. They're still charging you for it as they showed it's a new release. Mm, but, uh, that's fair. Yeah, highly recommend. Can't wait to talk about it next week. And uh, we the fuck out. That son. we will. And welcome back to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. 
all one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.